Well, we're back. Welcome to episode two of Floating Our Boat podcast. We're really pleased with the way the first one went down. I think we had about a thousand people well, listening, isn't it? Nearly two thousand now. Was it? <laughs> so yeah, really chuffed with that. Didn't um, realise so many people would be interested in listening to us, but that's great. So yes, we're encouraged to carry on. And we're available now on most platforms: Apple, Google, Anchor FM. Castbox and something or other. I don't know what they all are, but uh, yeah. So if you listened to the last one, thank you very much. And if you're listening to this one, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. We've had a bit of a long day today, haven't we, friend? If we sound tired, it is. <laughs> yeah, we've done, I think we left just after eight this morning and it's um, five o'clock now. That was including a trip to the supermarket, but you know we don't like shopping, so... That's not been good. I think we've done what today, Miles? We've done uh, just, I think it's nine miles. Uh, no, seven miles and uh, six locks, I think it is. Yeah. And the reason that we've done that really was that we just, we'd finished with the Montgomery Arm. We had a passage booked through the locks today, so I had to get through. Um, and we'd also, once again, completely run out of food almost. <laughs> In fact, I think we ran out about three days ago, but we've had to, we had some interesting meals yesterday, mainly based around lentils and mixed beans. <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> but we managed, um, and yeah, we've we've had to go and stock up with shopping, so that just about finished us off. By the time we'd done eight hours cruising or whatever it was, and then had to do a supermarket shop, we've had enough. Yeah, for those that don't uh, watch our youtube channel floating our boat funnily enough for the same name uh we we never move much in, in a day we can move three or four miles and then stay put for a few days because we like exploring the area so we're now in ellesmere which is almost middle point between hlangothlan and hurlston junction the beginning of the hlangothlan canal and uh boy is it busy hun it's still busy. We thought that um, schools are back now. We thought the holiday boaters would really slow down. But the lock keeper was saying today that he thinks it's just continuing. I think people are still just making the most of it. The weather's okay. Um, That's been gorgeous today. Yeah. So it's, it is still really, really busy. And we, Ellesmere is a bit of a junction and there's the boatyards all coming all different directions. So... Um, yeah, it's not quietening down yet. But of course, Montgomery Arm was really quiet again. We've had a week. Rich is smiling at me as I'm saying yeah. that. <laughs> well, we, yeah. We've seen, in, when we got back on the Langothlan proper today, we saw more boats in the first half an hour, moving boats in the first half an hour, than we did in the whole week down the Montgomery Arm. <laughs> it was lovely. Really lovely. We had... Um, so we were there for a whole week, weren't we, in Montgomery yeah. Arm? And we had one day on a bus and went off to Oswald Street. We thought we were going to stock up on clothes because <laughs> I don't know when the last time we bought clothes was. It was before lockdown started. Um, and at the end of... Because there's not a lot of boat of storage on the boat, it tends to be that at the end of the season we can store a little bit of stuff, but some stuff just gets thrown out. And so we've been on summer clothes and now we've got no we've got no winter clothes, no long sleeved shirts and jeans yeah. and stuff. Both really badly need jeans. 
so we you know decided we've got to do this went into Oswestry, street and then we we're just reading all we needed waterproof coats and stuff yeah, didn't we we thought we'd get a, a, a outdoor mounting sports type shop that we could get a decent couple of coats from but no there was nothing was there unfortunately but we did find the most fantastic bookshop <laughs> mm -hmm. so i think we spent oh we just got carried away didn't too we? much carried money about nine books i think didn't we Between yeah the two of us because again it, we haven't been in a tour bookshop since before lockdown and it's the most excellent bookshop it's called booker b-o-o-k-a in oswald street and it's worth just going for that isn't it yeah they've got... Street, they've got a little cafe in there you can sit and browse among the books yeah and we loved it we spent well we must have spent an hour in there first time and another hour in there when we went back to pick up the books we'd already bought previously so we won't bore you with all the books we've bought but at some point if they end up being good or we've got something to say about them we might bring it into a podcast in the future if there's something yeah, particularly interesting we, we both read a lot fran more than me at the moment but uh, i think i'd like to introduce a book slot once a month maybe you say I read, I do read more than you, but you read more books than me, I think, because you're so much a quicker reader than I am. Yeah. But yeah, be, between us, and we do quite like similar books as well. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, play that by ear. If it's something you're interested in, um, let us know and perhaps we'll include that as a regular, regular thing now and again. Often you'll find that uh, couples go for a holiday on a narrowboat and usually it's the man who's the driving force behind it and we meet so many couples and uh, the lady's not that keen but the, the guy is really up for it, isn't he? You see a lot of boats going along and it's a lovely thing that the ladies will be either sitting inside or sitting at the front with a book. And if it's two families on a boat, the men will be up at the back driving and the women are inside. <laughs> Not always, but quite often. Yeah, quite and the often. teenagers are usually sitting there looking at their phones. <laughs> well, the funny thing we saw this week was a couple on the back of the boat. He was driving and she'd got her nose in a holiday brochure of somewhere exotic. So shells, I think. So shells or somewhere. So I don't think she was sat in there with, <laughs> with, <laughs> with her boat holiday. <laughs> But what else did we do this week? We have, we've had a couple of walks. We've been chased by cows, haven't we? Yeah, we had one really adventurous walk. Well, it wasn't an adventurous walk. It shouldn't have been. But it ended up being oh. a, 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 well, yeah, a dramatic walk. And we were really chased by cows. We're crossing this field with the dogs and the dogs were off lead, which is normally what we do when we're in a field of cows. If they show an interest on us, we'll just take the dogs off the lead, won't we? And uh, yeah. carry on walking. So the dogs can do their own thing and the cows can chase the dogs if necessary. But these, there must have been well, between 40 and 50 yeah. bullocks. And I guess they were this year's, I don't know, they were young, weren't they? But they were big beasties all the same. But they started walking over to us, didn't they? And then started running to us. Yeah. We turned around. We were... We were... I guess almost halfway across to the next um, stile to get out of the field. And um, Rich suddenly turned around and saw them. And we turned around and started just walking back. But then they started running towards us. 
and we didn't have walking sticks or anything with us. I um, had my GoPro, which is on a, a, a selfie stick, so I had that ready to whack them on the head if necessary, but it was alarming to say the least, wasn't it? It was did get us nervous because we had nowhere to run to, nowhere to go. We couldn't go through the hedge behind us. So many people have said to us, don't be worried, they're just nosy. Um, but I'm sorry, there have been stories, and this year a couple of cases where people have been surrounded and crushed. And a couple of people have died this year. Um, and we had nowhere to go. And we, we just eventually turned and faced them. They couldn't surround us because we were up against a fence. And that might have been our saving grace. Mm. So we just turned them and faced them and shouted at them. Um, and they were... I wouldn't say rearing up and bucking, but they were. They were stomping their feet at them. us. There were a couple of them bucking yeah. on the perimeter. but uh, So we just had to keep doing that and work our way towards the Shouting and screaming the at them, weren't we, and waving our arms at them. And we just, it just held them back. And then um, when we got to the stile to go back into the field we were originally in, they decided they were going to run off, didn't they, and run <laughs> off down the bloody field. They lost interest when yeah. at the far corner of the field, so we carried on with our walk that we were doing, weren't we? And I guess it was because we go through so many fields and you get cows just look at you and not even bothered. And uh, But I guess it was the dogs they were interested in. It was young bullocks, wasn't it? So I think they might have been wondering what the dogs were. The trouble is, though, that the dogs don't leave us. They just stay with us. So even when we let them off the lead, the dogs are not particularly scared. Um, so the cows will just follow us and the dogs but we survived. That was exciting. To see another day. So we we uh, still on the Llangothlin Canal, as I said, and we're heading towards Hurlston Junction, which is the junction with the Shropshire Union Canal. Um, and we don't know really what, what we're going to do after that, do we? We've got to go to the boatyard, haven't we, to see uh, how the boat's progressing. But it isn't progressing at the moment, is it? There's nothing done being done to it since we last went because we're not in our slot yet, are we? We haven't no. we haven't started building the boat because it isn't our slot. They've They're just, still finishing up other boats, etc. So it's they they had to do certain stuff early on to prepare it, so it was out of the water. It was fine, but um, then it's waited. They've finished the other boats, and the work on ours starts in earnest on Monday, I think next week. We were supposed to be going down this weekend to see them, but um, we've put that off a couple of weeks. So yeah, we'll we'll get down when we can. And we're still choosing colours and we're still choosing fittings and oh. and shelf layouts and stuff. So, But that's all right. That's good. One thing about this boat is it's so cosy. The one we've got now, it's so cosy. And you were worried yesterday. You got a bit concerned, didn't you? You <laughs> said, I do hope the new boat's going to be as cosy as this. It's, but it's, it's going to be as cosy as we make it. It's, it? it's funny because the days start getting shorter and darker and the weather starts getting a bit colder. And you, I don't know, this year in particular... I don't know whether it's because of COVID or what, but I don't really feel like I've, I'm ready for autumn and winter. I don't. I just don't feel ready to do that yet. But um, yesterday morning, it was cold enough to light the fire just for an hour. Uh, just just popped a fire on and it just took the chill off the boat. And then last night, we put all the twinkly lights on and it was just really, really cosy. And I'm sure the new boat will be as well. But I think this boat is at its best in the winter. Funny thing to yeah, say about it we, because it is quite basic. But We love it in the winter, don't we? Yeah. Let's say we lit the fire yesterday. We just lit a bit of cardboard and four four sticks of kindling. Yeah. Didn't even, didn't even light any coal. And it really warmed the place up, didn't it? Yeah, because instantly the sun came out. 
and it was roasting. <laughs> but um, it's nice to know it's all working anyway, so we're ready for the cold weather now. So talking of walking with the cows, we've really upped our walking this week. We've tried, and um, I don't know if we said on the last podcast, but we've tried to, we're trying to do five miles at least every day through September. Um, and Rich actually did seven miles, I think, one day. Um, yeah. However, that did result in yesterday. We were both whacked wow. and we just had to have a day. We just did reading really yesterday and catching up. But uh, we've been enjoying it and we're noticing the difference already after a week. Well, since since COVID happened and injuring my foot, we've slacked off on the walking, obviously. But doing five to seven miles is nothing for us normally, is it? You know, it's, no. it's a pretty ordinary day's walking. But um, I'm really chuffed now that we're getting fitness levels back to the point where we're easily doing five and six miles. Yeah, it's not a problem for us. And the only the only thing is, on a day like today when we've cruised, that's been fine. But you've walked, I don't know, four miles with the dogs, and yeah. I've walked with the dogs. And um, we haven't been together on the boat, which is a bit of a shame. So no. we need to work around that one, because we do quite like just chatting and discussing things as we're going along on the back of the boat. Yeah, because we set up early, the dogs needed a walk, didn't they? So we took it in turns walking the dogs and uh, sharing that duty. And Rich is actually carving me a walking stick. Oh yeah, I've been. That's that's going to be my new winter project. And all <laughs> the sap has gone out of the trees, and we can see the sticks in the trees. I'm going to start making walking sticks out of hazel and ash. I and think is it hazel you've picked, yeah, picked one for one me now, hazel. and it's just carving the V shape out for my thumb to go in, and it's looking really good. It's a really pleasing thing to do. Really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> It's not only sticks we've been foraging for, um, it's been really, really productive. I don't know, again, if it's the seasons or what. And we did say in the spring there were so many flowers, so much blossom around, but the, the autumn fruits on the trees, are, it's absolutely astounding. I don't remember ever seeing so much uh, fruit. It's heaving, isn't it, on the trees? Even the apples in the gardens, they're just absolutely heaving. And you know what that means, don't you? Well, they say <laughs> it's going to be a bad winter. It's going to be a right winter this year. <laughs> it may well be true. A lot of these old wives' tales have a basis uh, to maybe, them, don't they? Maybe. But uh, we've had, obviously, the blackberries. We've made blackberry jam, which is in the cupboard now. Um, made the elderberry rob for our to bite off the flu. And um, down at Frankton Locks and just beyond, there were so many damsons mm. everywhere that just dripping off the trees. This area is known for its damsons. And uh, we picked loads and made jam with those and ate loads. That was tedious, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Stoning not... <laughs> those damsons. I did get some help, didn't it I? It was so... slushy, wasn't it, to say the least, but uh, the end result was worth it. But we've not done the slow gin yet, and I don't actually think we're going to do that this year. Um, there are there fantastic are slows, slows everywhere. But it's been really, really fantastic. And um, I think hazelnuts now I'm going to be looking out for is the next thing. Yeah, you'll be lucky. The so, squirrels get there before yes, you, won't they? I know, I know. But uh, yeah, it's been a really fruitful autumn so far. So that's really, really good. We got uh, told off on our latest video um, on YouTube for not wearing a face mask in a cafe come yarn 
wool shop. Yes. Well, um, first of all, it's not mandatory in Wales to wear a face mask in shops as it is in England. And secondly, it's really difficult eating cake with a face mask on. <laughs> we were still keeping our distance because the tables were set at a distance apart from each other. Um, but yeah, the rules from England and Wales have been different and going across the border, it's, it, it's been difficult really because you have to suddenly obey a different set of rules. Yeah, but the, the, what we normally do is just put a face mask on anyway, don't we? Whatever shop we yeah. go into, we just didn't yeah. in this cafe because you're eating and drinking as you would in a pub. Yeah. And that's another thing, the rules for pubs. Some pubs get you to put your name down and your phone number, don't they? Some pubs don't bother. Yeah. It's just it just doesn't seem there's any continuity to it all. No, it's it 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 is difficult. I mean, one pub actually we were in and um, they were very very strict. Had a very very strict one way system going around the pub. So that you had you had to go to one side of the bar, order your drink, go to the other side of the bar to pick up your drink, and then continue walking, even if it meant outdoors to come back in to your table because it's a one way system. The same applied going to the toilet. I actually asked if I had to put my hand up to go to the toilet at one point, and I don't think he was. But when we were coming out, a couple of walkers had come up to the door of the pub, and it was raining, and they were poor souls, and they just said, "Can we come and use the toilet?" And we're told, "No, you can't come in because of COVID restrictions." But if you want to buy a beer, it's okay. <laughs> so they said, "Okay, we'll buy a beer." For some some reason, buying a beer meant that they weren't a covid risk and i didn't quite understand that but the other thing about their one-way system was our table from the coming back from the toilets our table was like four meters away from the the arrows and you wanted to just cut across there was nobody there <laughs> but you were stopped and told to go around the one-way system even though you had to pass people <laughs> who were standing by the bar and i would have probably was... passed about 10 15 people following the one-way <laughs> system they got it completely but wrong I wasn't there. allowed to. I had to, I had to go. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go back to my table. But so we're we're really not up with the news, are we? We haven't got a clue what's going on with regards to COVID. How many cases there are in the UK? How many deaths there are at the moment? I'm, I'm guessing it's greatly reduced with the amount of people that are out and about. We don't watch television. We don't have a television. We catch the BBC headlines on the BBC website every now and again, but. I just don't like the BBC anyway. Don't find them reliable and too Well, I biased. don't know who is reliable. This is the problem. We're getting our news mainly um, on the internet, really. Mm. Mm. Um, and there doesn't seem to be any safe, reliable source for news anymore, does no, there? there doesn't. Some, always, someone's got a, an angle, haven't they? Still, we buy the Times every Saturday just purely for the crossword, don't we? And just lately, we haven't even been bothered reading that, have we? Which is a no, bit, I know. Bit we read the review section for all the books and that. But, uh, it does no. make good firelighting material, though, <laughs> in <does>. the winter. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, know what to, I don't know what the answer is, really, because we quite like, as I say, we quite like being cut off from endless nonsense news we're not interested in news about about celebrities no. we just don't most of it that's what most of it seems to be oh, in the paper that was funny the other day wasn't it when the bbc proudly announced the new celebrity come dancing thing what's it called strictly come dancing 
<laughs> they announced all the celebrities that are in it this year. And we counted two that we knew. Yeah. <laughs> didn't we? In there. And we that, didn't was, know that was the comedian, what's his name? Bill... Bill uh, Bailey. Bill Bailey. And then Carolyn Quentin. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't remember her being in anything since... Since... Uh, what's that programme? Two guys in the flat and two girls. Men behaving men badly. Behaving, I was going to say, man about the house. Then that's going back a bit. And the other big headline of that day, on, on the um, iPads or the tablet that we were using, there was the, the news about the um, celebrity dancing celebrities or whatever. And the next headline was a big announcement of the names of the storms that we're going to have this year. <laughs> next year's storm list. Well, I'm sorry. I don't really care what a storm is called. It's going to pull the boat off of its moorings. We, and started, about... we started naming storms, haven't we, in this country? But it, you, you guys in America who have tornadoes, hurricanes, etc., <laughs> would laugh at our 30, 40 mile an hour gusts of wind. And they call it a storm. I know. I know. Oh. But it is useful to know when they're coming, if we can get the boat moored safely. Yeah, it but, is, because uh, you try I turning really, a boat in 30 mile an I'm hour. I'm not really wind. bothered what it's called. I just want to know how strong it's going to be. But... Rant over. <laughs> So we've got a couple of things to do in the next couple of days um, and one of them which I think we might sit down and do tonight is look up the winter stoppages which have now been released by the Canal and River Trust. Um, every year I think starting in about November maybe October and going through through to I think the end of March they close um, certain sections of canal and locks for planned maintenance um, and it can be quite extensive as well. Some of the closures can be, well, months. Well, this canal we're on now, the junction where you get on was at Hurlston, was closed all winter, wasn't it? It was closed for three or four months yeah. last year. So depending on what work they've got to do. And it can make planning your winter trip a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. I think it took us a couple of days last year to sit and work out our route because some closures are just a few days, some are a month. Some are complete canal closure and some is just a restriction. But you have to sit, we sit with a map and mark it all out, mark the dates out on a map of where everything is closed so we can then decide which route we're going to go. Um, it's all made a bit more complicated this year because of wanting to be around for the boat. But um, having said that, you know, it doesn't matter where we are, does it? We can always just grab a car, hire, yeah. a, hire a car, can't yeah. we, to go and see what the yeah. But, I don't think we should know. limit ourselves because we're having a boat built and we need to be around the builders. So. No, no, it doesn't really matter. But it's just, uh, you know, we've just got to sit down and work out. And there's certain places I think we still want to go up to Skipton and up over the north. In North Yorkshire, yeah. North Yorkshire. Um, and Rich really wants to do, well, we both do, want to do um, Liverpool. Yeah, but we might wait till we've got the new boat to do that. And uh, yeah. oh, there's all sorts of things to consider, really. There's a bit um, called the Ribble Link, which is a, a, a river, the River Ribble Estuary. I think it's the River Ribble Estuary. Anyway, you have to go along that to connect yourself to the Lancaster Canal. Um, I'm not sure how far you have to go on this river, river, ri <laughs> <laughs> the river, the river, river, Wibble. Wibble Link. 
Uh, anyway, I'm not sure how far it is, but it's it can be quite ferocious, and you have to book your passage through that, and um, you usually go in. I think it's a groups of three or four, isn't it? Three or four boaters go in one go. I'm not sure. And it, I think it, it's quite hairy at times. So we're looking forward to that, but we we won't be doing that in this boat because it's so underpowered, isn't it? This boat. I don't think for something so. yeah. like that. We wouldn't be We've done tidal confident. rivers, the Thames, a little bit of the Thames, and that was okay, but no. No, we'll wait till we've got the new boat. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that we've got to do tomorrow morning is we've got an appointment to take Jess to the vets. Yes, little Jessie. We're a bit concerned about her. Over the last few months, we've watched her eyes sometimes look a little bit opaque. Yeah. Uh, we're not absolutely sure how old she is because she was a sort of a rescue dog. Um, and we believe that she's six, I think. Mm. But we think that she might actually be older than that. We're not convinced that that was correct. But her eyes just look a little bit opaque. Sometimes she just looks like she's really hanging onto your heels and following you. And this morning, what happened when you let her off the boat? Well, I just let them both off the boat this morning, first thing. And uh, a man was walking his dog on his lead. He says, excuse me, my dog's not very um, friendly with other dogs. So I thought, okay, I'll just call them back on. So I whistled them, they come running back on the back of the boat. We just missed getting on the back of the boat. She uh, slipped and fell in the canal. And the last few nights letting her out late at night for her, her last little wee, she, she's looked like she's not confident to jump she's back really on the boat. She's hesitant, isn't she, if, about jumping yeah. back on. So a few people have asked what we do about vets. Uh, we're lucky with our dogs. They've got no health issues, really, and on no regular medication. So we don't have to have a regular vet visit, and we just find a vet whenever we've needed one, mm. wherever we go. Um, so it's not been a problem. I've just phoned up the local vet, and they've visited us in tomorrow morning. So we'll take her along. We're not allowed to go in with her, though. No, this is bizarre, isn't it? Their COVID restrictions are quite strict. So we've got to bang on the window. They will come and book us in, then take her off of us because we're not allowed in the vets at all. And then the vet will come out and speak to us afterwards. <laughs> so I don't understand so why really if, you're both, if you're all wearing face masks and you're keeping the distance, what's, what's the problem? I don't know, but that's what we have to do. So yeah. hopefully it will be nothing or something minor. But oh, we're a bit concerned yeah. that she might have cataracts. And well, that hopefully might be she hasn't. With... And hopefully she's just stupid. And um, and Archie fell in as well this week, didn't he, at a lock? Yeah. So... That's because he's too busy trying to drink the canal water and uh, <laughs> stretched himself, <laughs> overstretched himself. So that's a good job we're always around when they fall in, isn't it? it well, we don't let them out of our sight, really. No. Um, and they're not usually allowed no. out around locks. Um because they're not reliable, we, we prefer to have them in the boat, which is one of the great things about the new boat, isn't it? With the yeah, semi-trad stern. They can sit at the back when we're cruising. They, but it hasn't stopped them wanting to go in the canal. We're, on walking today, they were jumping in after sticks, weren't they? So, they're not frightened. They're no. fine. They're fine. But it's a good job we've got them, though. Today, we just popped in. There's a supermarket really close to us, and we literally popped in for about 20 minutes to mm. stock up on stuff. And while we were there, the boat behind us, which is a holiday boat, they left their boat about the same time as us. I've just come back a little while ago and they were broken into while we were out. Yeah. And this um, is odd because there's so many people on the towpath around here, walking yeah. up and down, there's so many boats going by. Somebody's jemmied open his back door and uh, bust the lock. 
But he, he says, because it's a holiday boat, there's nothing of any value inside. He takes his wallet and the handbag with them everywhere every time they leave the boat. So there's only holiday clothes and books. So there's nothing in there that would have been tempting for them to steal. But obviously, if they'd come, managed to get on here, it's a little bit... I think our boat is quite secure anyway, yeah. to be honest. But um, we're thinking that maybe because the dogs were on board, they would definitely have barked yeah. no, and no been problem. a deterrent. So I don't know. It's just a little bit of a concern. We've never had that had it that close to home before no, now, have we? we? Oh, that about wraps it up for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you've got any questions that you would like us to answer in next week's podcast, um, just send them through to us. You can contact us through um, Facebook. And Instagram, both as Floating Our Boat. Uh, or you can leave us a message on one of our videos. We'll always try and come back to you. Questions boat related, though. Yes. <laughs> Not about the meaning of life or anything. No, because we don't have the answer to that yet. <laughs> we do try and answer don't. all the comments. We do honestly read every single one of them. I try to answer as many as I can. But we thought we'd, you know, pick out one or two questions that we would answer on the podcast if anything interesting comes up. So, yes, Let us send know. it through. All right, we'll uh, tune in next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.